Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, party people. It's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And I have a lovely guest. Again, I'm so excited about these guests that are wanting to come on here because these are like dope people and dope people usually be busy so <laughs> it's good when you can get them so introduce yourself beautiful hey 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 everybody i am brickell grants actress writer director producer student now just a creative you know all around creative what are you in school for film for filmmaking yeah so the people, people, when they see this name on here, y'all can put your respect on my name because when we see her on like production and you see the credits and she's in there, I'm like, oh, so I remember that name. <laughs> listen, listen, period. <laughs> so um, get down to the nitty gritty. Today we are going to be talking about celibacy. And the yeah. reason I have this wonderful young lady because how long you been celibate? Good. This year will make eight years. Woo! <laughs> yes, Lord. Creeping up on you, girl. This real, year will make real fast, real fast. April the 24th will make five for me. <laughs> it's like, Lord, it's been real, but I, I don't want to see 10. I don't want to, I don't want to see 10. I knew I wasn't the only one. <laughs> I don't want to see like, 10. I celebrate every year. Like I have my I do a balloon and I get cute or whatever and I get all this I get some backlash but most of the time it's you know people like oh my god this is dope and people like I started celibacy because of you and I'm like oh that's a lot of responsibility (laughs) (laughs) that's good though it's inspiration yeah underneath that picture I'd be like oh we doing this another year oh okay Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. And again, here we go. All exactly. Laced with so much sarcasm because, as you know, we just trying to get to the finish line. And the finish line is marriage, then some bang, 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 bang. Because, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, oh, Jesus. <laughs> not stop having the sex because we did not like the sex. <laughs> that was not, yes. that, was, that was not I the reason. Not. Matter of fact, that's why it's a struggle. Exactly. <laughs> we loved it. We enjoyed it. Exactly. It's not like, you know, we wouldn't be choosing to do this if we had someone who we felt was worthy to do it with. But, <laughs> but yeah, so. So um, the title of this episode is Celibacy is the New Sex. That's a bit of clickbait. I'm going to be real with y'all. But at the same time, <laughs> the reason I put that in there was because last year, Psychology Today did an article about how people are actually having less sex now than has been reported for a long time. And they named reasons why. And then USA Today did a whole article about celibacy is basically the new dating trend. And I'm like, that's a dating trend for real. 
years. My life. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, I've been doing this for five years. Anybody put no respect on my name. <laughs> right, right. Right. So it just makes me wonder, like, outside of uh, the spiritual aspect, how people got here. But before we jump into the reasoning, I just want to know your journey to celibacy. Can you tell the people what made you choose these eight years that sometimes feel like prison, but sometimes feel like very like freedom to the next power at the same time? Right. So, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, honestly, a, the biggest factor was God the biggest factor if I can say honestly was was God like he was he'd been convicted me since I was about 23 probably about 23 24 ish I started getting convicted about it and about you know the relationship choices I was in and just not wanting to keep doing it but I was like I don't know if I'm gonna get married so mm. I'm young that really wasn't necessarily like I wanted to get married, but it just wasn't what it is now for me. I didn't right. understand it. It wasn't in my early 20s. You know, I'm out here thotting them, <laughs> thotting and plotting, you know? You, you, you doing what 20, early 20s do? <laughs> right, right. And I, of course, just had all the, the wrong relationships. But I would, I would go from, you know, like... Um, I'm just, let, let's just wait and see if I can just get into a relationship. No more friends with benefits. Just get into a relationship. It, and it didn't, it failed. And I, I, every time it, a relationship failed, I'll be like, but God, why you keep doing this to me? I'm a good person. Why you keep sending me the wrong people? Exactly. Right? <laughs> and um, so I would play around with it a lot. Like, okay, then I'll just wait and get into a serious relationship or wait like the Steve Harvey, like three, three, three months or wait until I feel like we're serious and we're kind of talking about marriage. I'm, I'm going to wait. Right. And it just, each time I waited and it just really never happened for me. And it took like, I don't want to say my last relationship because it was one before that. The one before that one was the one that kind of solidified it for me. And I was like, heartbreak sex yeah. really puts up blinders and think red flags that like i saw and then i knew were red flags and and you know things that i was settling for i was settling for it because i, I was really enjoying the sex yeah that's very and, true. you know and it kind of put up blinders and i was like i just i can't it took me like three years to get over that relationship mm. and it was once i started going into my journey of trying to discover who I am and heal and I learned then that it had to do basically with soul ties mm -hmm. a lot of it was soul ties the soul ties created you know through sex mm -hmm. and then just his energy soaking up that energy and I'm like I just don't want to put myself out there to just keep what, what I'm gonna give my husband like mm -hmm. this old raggedy <laughs> used <laughs> You sound like a dude on TikTok. Why would you respect a woman <laughs> who got used vagina? Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then got all this bad energy and luggage that I'm holding on, other people's energy and luggage that I'm holding on to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I just ain't got time. I don't want it. Like, I yeah. started really learning to value myself 
And that's really the, the last relationship kind of broke it. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this no more. Mm. I, I don't want to do this. Thank God I didn't have kids with none of the ones I wanted to have kids with. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> One time for the Lord for saving me from myself. Mm. And so it's like I you you got options. You can wait. You can keep I'm sorry, my dog is really she waits start recording to be yo, out of her face. Yo. I literally tell my audience this all the time. If y'all hear random licking, random shaking, if the light just tumbles over or my desk, it's my dog. For some reason, when I start recording, he <laughs> said, <laughs> he says, it's that time for me to be on one. Like, <laughs> lit- I, I keep pushing her and she she thinks that means play. <laughs> she play. She think that means play. <laughs> she re- it's fine. It is. You was okay. laying here chilling this whole time. It, they like they wait for us to be in the middle of something, and then that's when they want to wild out. They smart. It's funny. How old is it all? No chattish. She just turned three. New Year's oh, yeah, she got a lot of energy. That ain't happening. She get up and her. Sorry, so sorry. Where was I? Jesus. But yeah, we were just thanking Jesus for His uh, cover and grace for not allowing us to be pregnant by any of these fools. Hallelujah. They say He watches over babies and fools. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were foolish, yeah. So. but um, yeah, mine is similar to yours. It was um conviction um before, uh, because I was stuck in in a, just a cycle mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I was like more so addicted to sex because it was like my drug, so mm-hmm. it was what I would use to cope with things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I could never just do the whole I'm a wait. Till I get in a relationship, I would always end up with the bang bang because I would rationalize in my mind, oh, it ain't gonna mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, there were some sexual encounters where they didn't mean anything. They were literally just me getting what I wanted and then ducking off. And it I hate when men, huh? It was like a game, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I hate when men be like, well, women have sex, it's emotional, no, they. No, yeah. especially in the city girl society we living in, they don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> It's very transactional these days because a lot of people can devalue sex to the point where it doesn't matter. So people have to stop saying that. But yeah, it was it was moments that it was like that. But then I just I just felt so bad after sex. Like I just felt disgusting. I felt like I didn't know myself anymore. I felt confused. I'm like, geez, this little three minutes of passion. <laughs> <laughs> This little three pumps. This little pumps in the grind. Like, what are we doing here? This little three pumps in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) And really, when you and when you do come, it's like 10 seconds of passion, and you're giving yourself away for that. This is what this is for for real. This is what we're doing. This is what hiking streets. (laughs) It's funny you say that because I remember when I first started trying, like I this isn't the first time I've tried to to be celibate. I, mm-hmm. This was actually probably the third or fourth time. Mm-hmm. So the first time I tried, um, I remember I started, fa- it was a fast. Mm-hmm. It was fasting for me. And um, so I was like, no sex. And there was this, I had a neighbor and he was refining me. And uh, <laughs> It's the way you scratch your head. <laughs> and, like we would flirt out of time. <laughs> 
and he caught me slipping one night and I remember leaving his um leaving his apartment and I went back to the house laid on the couch and cried hmm. like I felt so bad it was I was like I I failed I have yeah. failed and I'm like this is <laughs> who am I that I can't even say no? Okay, right. It does make you feel that way. Yeah, it, I felt so bad. And I remember somebody telling me, uh, I think it was a friend at the time, was telling me, like, the, the fact that you feel bad about it now. You got to you gotta cel cel celebrate the small <laughs> stuff. Celebrate the small stuff because the fact that you feel bad about it now lets you know that you're growing and, and that you're, especially spiritually, you're growing because you're feeling the conviction. So... Kind of, you know, give, give yourself some grace. I gave myself some grace, but I cried. I remember crying. Like, it's kidding. <laughs> I suck. I suck. I suck. I don't I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I can't stop doing this. Girl, I done had a many situations where I done ran out and cried in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I done cried in the car so many times. And it's just like, you yeah. want to stop, but it's like, you can't. It goes back to that scripture where Paul was talking about, what do I, why do I do what I don't want to do? Because those are two entities inside of you that are battling. It's that's that flesh like, and the spirit. Yeah. And it's just like, that's why the fruit of the spirit, a part, a piece of that is self control. Yep. Yeah. You have to increase that spirit. And the only way to increase that spirit is to starve yourself of pleasure. Dying to flesh. One Dying. of the, right. One of the highest forms of pleasure is sex. Mm -hmm. So if you start there, like, you can pretty much starve yourself for most things. Right. Except like chocolate for me and coffee. But <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. Exactly. But I have a sweet too. It's not so much chocolate anymore. I was when I was younger. But then I, I had bad, terrible acne. So I was like, I got to get rid of chocolate. So that kind of helped me really subside. Like, you know, yes. I can't stop the chocolate. But I have a terrible sweet too. Terrible. Girl, so I get it. Trust me, I get it. Uh, the suffering. But mm. <laughs> I got the sex down packed. If I could just <laughs> and that, that literally fasting mm -hmm. helped me to go pescatarian. And anytime I would fast, I would literally never go back to whatever meat it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Seafood. Yeah. I'm not, I'm intentionally not fasting seafood. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no. Let me tell you something. I have done I, I was a pescatarian for like a year and I was like, man, forget this. When I always say when I get money enough to like get a chef, then I'll go back because it's just hard keeping up with recipes and because I'm mm -hmm. such a like creature of habit. Yeah. And I find myself eating the same thing over and over. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've done like the Daniel fast. I did the Daniel fast mm -hmm. last year for 38 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoo! <laughs> it's real. It's real. Whew. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I don't see why people vegan. I don't understand. Because <laughs> you literally have to watch everything it, on the day of fast. You still have to look at ingredients like you're vegan. Like you really have to look at what is in what you're buying. Yeah, it's what, real. What's crazy is I I didn't want to slip up, so we got to the point where I for my day of fast I literally only bought fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just eating the same thing over and over. So like I was go, I was in Sprouts just buying everything out of there. Like, and I had canned goods sometimes, but like yeah. everything was just fresh. Cause I'm like, I don't even want to slip up. Let me just. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much. 
Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Back to celibacy. So yeah. how how is dating for you? How was tell me about your journey of eight years of dating? How was that? <laughs> Girl, okay. So after I'm I'm after, here, like I wonder if we're gonna have similarities. <laughs> after the um after the three years that took me to get over the ex, I started dating. I got into another relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and with sex being off the table, like he, when we went into it. He wasn't celibate. He knew I was. I was. I got that. I respect that. You know. I was. I got that one. And um. So for those who are listening, she's doing air quotes because when a man say I respect that, they they see how far they can push the. I was gonna say the until you get weak (laughs) and I'm horny. Yes. Solid. Yes. That part solid. Uh-huh. I respect that until you get weak and horny. That part they don't tell you that. Then I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it away. I'm not exactly. gonna, I'm not gonna be there to to hold you accountable. Exactly. It's not a, it's like a semicolon because it's <laughs> more to the story. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, um, with in that relationship is actually where I learned I gotta set some true boundaries mm. because we truly almost went the whole way. And then it also, um, he, how, how, how um, detailed can we get on here? Listen, do you have a He would try to ask for things that wasn't necessarily going all the way. Yeah. Should try. Like, or. Uh, uh, no, he didn't ask. He, he never asked me for that. Uh, well, like, he wanted me to. Masturbation. Masturbation. I'm like, is it butt club? Do you want to like right bang you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, I can't even think of what it's motorboat. Is that what's called? Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, you know, he 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 would ask for hand pleasures for hand jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would ask, he I did get asked to you know go down on me. Yes. I'm like, okay, so we can't. This ain't good. This ain't yeah. good. Um, and I'm a kisser. Me too, girl. Uh, so I used to call myself a ki- a kiss garden tool, girl. I was <laughs> and I kiss with passion. And I hear a kiss slut out here in these oh, streets. In these streets. So the kissing kind of, you know, got heated, and it would always get heated. And you know, we almost went there quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it never happened, thank God. But that relationship taught me, okay, you're going to have to have true boundaries. Like I would spend the night at his house or he would spend the night with me. You got to have boundaries. Yeah. You're like you, you, I'm, you're setting yourself up for failure here. And yeah. you're, you're pretty much teasing this person who, who has already established that that's not his life. Yeah. So you, you, you're kind of setting up him and you're setting both and you're setting yourself up for failure yeah. at this point. So, Got out of that relationship. <laughs> and, we all together. We, we, had, we had to end that one. And, how long were we all together? Uh, oh, how long? Uh, six or eight months. Six or okay. Eight. Okay. Um, like the end of it, right after my thirtieth birthday. Like mm-hmm. my birthday, like two weeks later, I was like, you know what? 
What do you think we're doing here? <laughs> I think this is it. Um, and so from that, I was like, okay, so next, I, there's, I can't do the kissing. There's no spending the night. We're going to be out. We can't be out super late all at each other's house chilling, Netflix and chilling. Like, I can't be doing none of that. Like, literally, kissing had to come off the table for me. So my next is like, yeah, I'm going to see me kissing at my wedding. <laughs> like, I had to because it, it gets real. And so after him, I hadn't, I didn't really date. A few exes would come around in the picture and would try to, you know, hold conversation. And I would just entertain it just because, and I was like, for what? At that point, for what? Like, I'm not even the same person I was when we were talking. Like, mm -hmm. this is kind of nonsense for me. It's kind of boring. And I went on one date with the guy I met. And this guy, <laughs> this guy was like, he would sit and, because you know, I was mm -hmm. God fearing. And he would sit and talk about, you know, uh, I, I got discernment, I got this, I got that. And I prayed, I prayed for you, I prayed for a woman like you. And he hit me with the, I mean, your hips, your breasts, your love. I was like, what? That's what you <laughs> pray for? He hit you with the rap songs. Hold on. <laughs> your hips, your... And he was doing that. I was like, say what? He was a trainer. I'm like, say what? Hear me, son. <laughs> Who told you to say this? Because I feel like you went to somebody and was like, hey, I right, listen. It was this guy yeah. woman, and I need to see him church. What can I say? Exactly. Let me let. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't I'll tell him. for you. Right. I feel like he didn't tell him to say that. He was like, free. he was freestyling at that point. <laughs> he got to I pray for you. He got to I pray for you. But then yes. his, his self couldn't help but come yeah, on. His, he, he had to improv. <laughs> Say what now? Hello? <laughs> that is so funny. And I and I told him, like, um, so I hit him up. And I, on, on, I text him. I'm like, you know what? It's, it doesn't seem like we're on the same page. We want mm -hmm. two different things, and I can't be what you want me to be. So, you know, I don't think this is going to work. It was like, well, good luck. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Oh, his feelings was hurt. <laughs> oh, their feelings was hurt. Oh, their feelings was hurt. All right, see you, buddy. Ooh. See you later. <laughs> oh, their feelings was hurt. Nobody likes rejection, though. Like, even if, because I feel like rejection is necessary because you. Mm -hmm. Cause like you, if I'm not interested in you, would you rather me just ghost you? No, right. right. But nobody wants to be the dumb fee. They want to be <laughs> the dumb fuck. Right. I'm surprised he didn't hit you with a. Oh, I was gonna text you the same thing. You beat me well, too. He hit me with the well, good luck. Nice knowing you. Have a great life. It was nice knowing you. Give me to have a great life for me. Salty hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Salty much? Salty yeah, yeah. much. He was mad. He was mad. And that was literally the last date that I had went on. That was maybe three three years ago, two, three years ago. That was the last date that I have gone on. Because I'm like, you meet guys out, and I never meet the guys. I never meet the guys with potential. It's always that, hey, you got a man. But they... They don't present much. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know? And to anybody, I'm like, yeah, I got a man. 
I mean, internally, my man is God. <laughs> but I got a man. I got a man. Um, I, mean, I feel like Matt. Deacon Meg the Stallion said it best. She said, Yes, I got a man, depending on who asking. So, <laughs> yeah, I got a man. I, got a man. I totally understand. Um, he to, uh, he'll let you have friends. I was like, Man, bro. This is my response, and it always works. So I'm going to tell the people if a guy asks you, he don't mind you having friends. I always look at the guy in the face. If you were my dude, would you want me? Exactly. Would you want you to be my friend? He'd be like, exactly. ah, you right, you right. <laughs> you yeah. right, you right. <laughs> hit you with the hands. Um, all right, all right. My, my dating journey been a little different. Um, and I think, I think mine's is, <laughs> mine's is a little different because not only was I unlearning the detriment of sex on my life, mm-hmm. I was also unlearning the detriment of the horrible patterns I was in in mm-hmm. dating. Because I had a lot of bad dating habits. Because one, th- this is all through my journey of learning myself and, you know, celibacy. So one, you know, anyone who follows me knows I talk about sex, I, uh, my addiction to sex. I talk about how sex hadn't done anything but hurt me. So, and I had an unhealthy relationship with sex. So like some people have positive relationships with sex. They are okay. I was not her. So that's why I feel God called me to celibacy because he's like, this is how you fix your problems. I think eventually, I I think God would want everyone to be that. But I think sometimes in your life, you have more pressing issues than sex. Other people. But my pressing issue was sex. That was how he was going to make me more Christ-like. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, sat down somewhere. What'd you say? Sat down somewhere. Sat down somewhere. <laughs> close, close your poonanny, okay? <laughs> the next thing <laughs> was um because I grew up with a mom who she got pregnant with my brother at I think 16. Mm-hmm. She was very strict because she was afraid of me going down the lane that she went. Mm-hmm. but she didn't understand that I was too scary to do things. Cause she was crazy. She was a nutcase, like crazy. And, um, so she didn't never talked about boys with me. She never gave me the game. We never talked about that. So I jumped head first into college life, honey. I was out here because oh, I guess. exactly because like, I didn't, she didn't let me date in high school. Didn't let me like, so I feel like I'm behind and I feel like parents shouldn't do that because it, it makes people anxious and want to go for it. So I was so green when I started dating, when I tell you, cause I feel like dating is a skill that many don't understand or know. I had no skills like scale from one to 10. I was a zero. <laughs> like, so I just bumped my head so many times because I was trying to find, I was trying to find the strategy, but I just, I just was failing because ultimately I wanted a relationship. I wanted someone to take me seriously, but I was moving like a person who didn't want to be taken seriously. Yeah. I didn't understand the difference between those two. And I know somebody watching is like, well, just be yourself then whatever, whatever. Contrary to popular belief, you can be yourself, but still have boundaries. Right. Because the type of man that I wanted, I wanted a man to respect me. And most of the time, people, not just men, but people don't respect you if you don't have boundaries. And I really didn't have many because I didn't, like, I just, I was out here wild. <laughs> so coming off of sex, the first year, 
I was dating someone. I tried like you and ended up having sex with him because he was a other another one I respected. <laughs> I respected, but and he told you accountable. Listen, no, baby, no, right? No, you said as soon as he saw an opening, he was like, Yeah, I gotta. And of yep. course, I had sex with him, and afterwards I cried. Yep. And he was like, I'm so sorry. You are not sorry. No, and we started seeing each other, but it was like the conviction was so heavy. Like, and I knew he ultimately did not want to stop having sex. So I knew that was something we, him and I couldn't be together. So right. I was like, okay, bye. So after him, I realized I'm not strong enough to date and be celibate. So I just took a break mm-hmm. after that. So for like a year. So then the second year I'm like, okay, okay. I, I forgot to mention this. I had been reading the weight and then this was around the time when Sierra and Russell got together. So Megan Good and um and Devon, they were together for like, I think like it was like a nine month span when her and him, and I'm like, oh, that's only nine months. And then with Russell and Sierra, I think that was like six months. Yeah. So I'm thinking God is preparing my husband within a year. Like I gave him <laughs> I gave you extra time actually. Like they got six and nine. I'm giving you a year, Jesus. So I don't really understand why I'm still dating out here and this is stupid. So <laughs> I was meeting people, but I was kind of trying to find my flow because when you are celibate, we understand we live in this super sexual world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we will leave with the fear that if I, if he knows I'm celibate, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. So we put that on the table too early instead of leading with your qualities and who you are and just allowing the sex to be like something else. Because truthfully, I don't be not this whole lie. Like you'll know in five minutes, if you will have sex with somebody for me, that's not true because I've met people in my lustful state and be like, it's the, yeah, the tree keep hitting you. In the like, you mind? <laughs> like, my- <laughs> Everything bothering me. Oh, that is so funny. But um, my lustful state will be like, oh, he's fine. I'm attracted to him. I would love to take him down, but that doesn't mean I'm going to, if that makes sense. Like if I had, if I was having sex, that doesn't mean I'm going to take you down. And there've been other people where I'm not really attracted, but their vibe was so good over the course of time mm-hmm. that I would take you down <laughs> later on. Yes, so, now I'm at the point where I only bring up celibacy if by the time we were talking, I would have had sex with you. Mm-hmm. So you see what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you should not lead with that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people be like, you need to tell the first date. Why? Because mm-hmm. I've had several first dates with people when I was having sex that I would never, they would never get this pudding. <laughs> like, this is just me getting to know you. Mm-hmm. So when I first started dating, I, I just was leading too much with the fear of, oh, he's not going to talk to me after he learns I'm celibate. So it would be like, we would be eating or hanging out and like the, the second sentence would be like, oh, I'm celibate. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See what I mean? So I went through that stint and a lot of guys, they rock with it. And this is what I think. This is why I think, because they're not going to tell me the truth. One, when men hear she's celibate, they, they hear she's not having sex with anyone. But they missed the part where, that she's not having sex with me either. 
Oh, so, good. So she's free. She right. They be like, oh, she's not giving mine to nobody because men are territorial. But they're not thinking she's not yeah. giving it to me either. So that's one. Uh -huh. um, the second thing uh -huh. is a lot of women claim to be celibate because it sounds good. But a lot of men have spoken to women who be like, I'm celibate on the first day and they're busting them down by the second. So they're trying to see they're a lot of the times they're taking it lightly because they're thinking like she lying or I can get her. Every dude thinks it's going to Yeah, it's a game. So it doesn't make them leave, actually. It actually intensifies. I've, I've had one of those too. Who yeah. literally was like, he was going to see. Exactly. <laughs> it, it actually, unfortunately for people like us who are actually celibate, it intensifies the chase. And it makes you think that they actually want you, but that's not the truth. They just want what you have between your legs. And then eventually, at a certain point, they'll realize, like, wait, she's really not having sex. Mm -hmm. I need to abort mission. So they'll figure out a way <laughs> to abort the mission. But what's crazy about men is when they know, I don't know if it's necessary. I think maybe a little bit of it is like they know that you're a cool woman. They know they rock with you. You're attractive. You just got everything they want, but you're not having sex. Mm -hmm. They'll still try to keep you in their back pocket. Yep. Just to see like, okay, when I'm done sowing my royal oats, she could be the one, but she's just not the one having sex. Not right, right, now. Not right now. <laughs> I'm be out here. I'm going to just hit her up on every like six months and holidays to see What's going on? So that's yeah. yes, yeah. Happy, happy Crema, <laughs> Happy New Year, and so mm -hmm. that's been a lot of my dating. Just the whole being a lot thrown at me in the beginning, yeah. and me getting sucked into that, and then realizing, oh wait, they lying. <laughs> like, uh, so I've had to say, for a man, you can only pretend for so long, but for so long. Let me tell you something. Usually the pretending lasts for three months. When you three have months, max. When you have a sex, it lasts for three. When you not, it lasts for one. If you are celibate and you get past that one, I'm I'm pro I'm about 80% sure he's telling the truth. If you get it to like a two-month, but three, you get past three, he's probably close to proposing. Because <laughs> I'm um the, 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 my last relationship, I told you the quote, quotation mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. We lasted, like I said, we lasted like six, yeah, I don't really count. count. <laughs> Somewhere between six and eight. And there was nothing but his true self start, his, the inconsistencies start uh, showing up around month two and a half, three. Exactly. And I, and I told him up front, like, the, the biggest thing for me is consistency because in my past, anything, anytime a guy starts being inconsistent in what he's saying and what he's doing, I know somebody right here. Yeah. Y you know, women, we always know. We be somebody really right here. But that sex being the blind, they're like, well, maybe he was just, or maybe he was going to. Mm -mm. So I, I, I just I think three months, three months top. Six months. or no sex, three months tops, you'll know for sure if if he legit or not. Listen, Steve Harvey was in his bag when he told you that three months. Three you months was legit. Bag. 
the three months is it. Yeah, because you, you can only lie for so long. Exactly. But one thing that did shake me about celibacy, I had this false belief that this is a myth, that the only reason I was hurt in dating was because I was having sex. Huh. But that's very untrue because you can emotionally attach someone without mm-hmm. the sex. Mm-hmm. And I learned that in celibacy, like, oh, wow, I actually am emotionally hurt. I still got to get over you just like somebody I would have sex with. Wow, that's crazy. I did not see this coming. <laughs> that was it intensifies. It, it just adds way more weight yeah. to the hurt. It does. But again, it is like your energy, like you're really, it's the soul tie that you're now having to break. So I think it just intensifies the hurt. Like when I walked away from this guy who, the quote unquote man, <laughs> I really wasn't too hurt behind mm-hmm. it. Like there was nothing truly, truthfully holding me hostage there. Right. I walked away and was okay. I missed him from time to time. Right. But I wasn't really like in my bag, like with last <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm in D and D, so how this Listen, got around my D and D. You don't want us to be talking about this. Your phone like, and the plant slapping in your head, our dogs wilding. <laughs> like I'm legit in D and D. How does FaceTime get around it? It's so disrespectful to me. But um, I do. So what I'd rather is the lack of sex. Lack of sex doesn't affect the connection, but it does help when you're trying to detach. Mm-hmm. It's harder to detach from somebody you have sex with. Yes. You detach so much quicker when you haven't had sex. You can say no because there, like you said, there's nothing. I see everything. I'm, there are no blinders. I can see. I literally have glasses on right now. I can see you. You know, I see you, right? And, I, and this ain't it. I can see you. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see you. Yep. So I definitely agree um, with that. But I just hope I want people to understand that just because you're not having sex does not mean that you can't fall in love. And I, yes, you can. Trust mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Attachment is still attachment. Connection is still connection. It's yep. just sex adds another layer to it. Yep. But um, now I, I want to touch on something. Uh, mm-hmm. Go back to something because you touched on it. You you mentioned it twice, and I really want to touch on it. Um about being addicted to sex. Mm. So you said you were addicted to, because I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask too, because what I have been uncovering lately, because I'm, I'm in the process of writing and mm-hmm. uh, what I've been uncovering and discovering about it is that back then I thought it was, I was addicted to sex. Like I really truly became a bitch. If I didn't get it two days, Yo, everybody, it was like the grab a snicker, you're not yourself when you're yes. if I wasn't having sex. <laughs> I, I really thought I was addicted to it. But what I've been learning lately is that it wasn't necessarily sex that I was addicted to. It was that false validation that I felt like Ooh. I was getting from sex. Gotcha. Is what I was really addicted to. Gotcha. So I I I wonder if if that was the same for you or if it was literally the act of sex i know um even when i was even when it was a game for me mm-hmm. when i was like oh he could get it oh boy you could get much you don't even know just to have, just 
that one up just but for the ego stroke it was still about validation it was right. still about you choose you chose me you like this <laughs> it was good right she the business ain't she like it was still stroke my ego stroke <laughs> Go make me feel good. Make me feel, make me feel wanted. Make me feel beautiful. Make me feel like I am that. I, right, right. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what. That's what I was addicted to. Right. Over the, the physical act. It was good, and I had some good moments. But yeah, right, the whole that was for the me. Validation. Like, right. Mine was actually the act, and I say that because I never got validated through sex. I always felt the worst after. Mm. My validation was having a man commit to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the sex was just there for me to get off because mm-hmm. I truly just enjoyed the act of it. Yeah. Um, But I didn't feel validated unless somebody stayed because I suffer from abandonment issues. Oh, so because of that, when a dude walked away, it was like, I'm worthless. Yes. I yes. Felt yes. Somebody else left me. Exactly. So if I could get him to stay, then I'm validated. Yeah. And many times, like I didn't use sex to make a guy stay. Cause I've had moments where like, I, I'm thinking of two guys in, in my mind right now. Like there was a guy that I was super close to for a long time and we were friends and there was an attraction there, but I felt like he never took me seriously because I wouldn't have sex with him. And I'm like, and that's exactly why I'm not going to have sex with you because yeah. what we're not going to do is allow you to walk away from me. <laughs> like, Cause you would have sex just because I wanted to have sex. Yeah. I never wanted to have sex off of a transaction because I knew that would hurt me more if that person walked away mm-hmm. and then I have to shoot somebody's son and end up in jail and I don't have the time to be on fatal attraction. Who wants that? Who wants that? It's not right. Yeah. So, but I definitely understand that. It's, yeah. It goes back to um Jasmine Sullivan's album Hotels. Because mm-hmm. the chick said it in the album. I don't know if you heard it on one of the interludes. She was talking about how when I have sex, I feel the most validated because mm, no, you, you have to hear that interlude. She talked about, I got to find it and figure out what number it is. But she talks about like, I feel the most validated because I know even if you don't want me, you want this coochie. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember a guy, yeah, I was like 21. I remember a guy and um, we would go out. He would, you know, all the time, like we went on dates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go to his house and spend the night, but he never tried anything with me. He never tried. He was, he was kind of a gentleman, <laughs> honestly. Right. Like, you know, and back then I was like a heavy drinker. Like I mm. drunk till I was on the toilet, like on the floor, calling mm-hmm. Earl. Like I, I was a drinker. And so like, we would go out, we would have fun. And again, I would spend the night and would never try anything. And I was like, is he gay? Like, I was, like I literally started questioning. What? And I was to him, like, I don't know what's what's going on. You ain't, you know. And in my immaturity, I'm questioning stuff like, it's, what is going on? Because does he not right. like, am I not? Okay, something's wrong here. He got to be gay. He got to be on the down low because I was, I had just moved to Atlanta. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had just moved to Atlanta, and I was like, one of them Darrell brothers. It gotta be. He I got found him. I found him. I knew it. <laughs> I got got. And, like, and I don't. I truly don't remember what his response was, other than him denying and like, bro, you, you kind of tripping. You asked him today, huh? You asked him. I, I told you. I, I literally brought it to. I didn't ask him if he was gay. I was about to say. Like so, so you gay ain't you? Because right, white yeah. now. <laughs> Come truth. Come truth. Now, so, so what would you tell your twenty-one-year-old self now that <laughs> you're past that addiction to the validation? Because you're talking to somebody right now who's probably addicted to that validation, and they want to know what to do, what's next. So, what would you say now? Ooh. To my 21 year old self is more it's really like give me let me let me let me find her girl <laughs> let me let me bring her in the room honey <laughs> set her down set her girl let me set her down please um no really honestly tell her that you are so much more than what you're putting out like you are so, you're worth so much more than what you're receiving Mm. I, if you just take the time to find yourself and and truly learn to love yourself, you will understand what you're giving out is not the best of you. What mm. you're receiving is not the best from God or and, and not the best of man. But just to take your time to truly look at what you're presenting and why you're presenting it and understand that that's coming from a brokenness that you don't even understand yet a brokenness you haven't even tapped into yet mm. just to start uncovering what those feelings that you're feeling why do you feel mm. like you're not worth it if somebody doesn't want to have sex with you why do you feel why are you asking a guy to tell you that he loves you during sex why why does that make you feel wanted and make you feel worthy just because you hear somebody it could be a lie and in the moment you don't really care if it's a lie you just want to hear somebody tell you that they love you why mm. is that why is that and and know that that comes from a place that needs to be healed needs to be addressed needs to be needs to be tapped into pulled forward um acknowledged and, and cast away because you are so much more than sex. You're so much more than what's between your legs. Like God has gifted you with so much more. You have way more to offer any man, way more to offer yourself, way more to offer this world than just some good head, some, some good cat. Like mm. you can back it up because you can twerk on it because you can, all these tricks you can do. The right man would appreciate that in all of you, all of you in the right time. So that's that's pretty much what I would what so I would tell. Girl, I got chills over here. I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Let's pass the collection plate around. Um, <laughs> Bridges, Bridges, dog, get. <laughs> girl, that was so good. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear that for sure. Like somebody definitely needs to hear that because of the society that we live in, where like. It's so over-sexualized. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But um, I just wanted to add on to it just for the girl who enjoys the act of sex and thinks that, oh, because I enjoy sex, I should be able to have sex. 
and I don't know why I feel bad afterwards sometimes, but I just do. Um, something is broken in you and you're trying to use sex to fix it when sex broke it. A lot of the times we don't realize that sex takes a level of innocence from us. And we try to replenish it with more sex because we think that sex is the cure, but it's not. It's actually abstaining from it and trying to understand who you are, why you are, why this does what it does, the emotional impact that you're having. But you can't do that until you remove sex from the equation. But sex is comfortable. Mm -hmm. And all you've been doing to feel better is that. Mm -hmm. So it's very uncomfortable to stop having sex. My first year of celibacy almost took me out. <laughs> like the hardest year. Y'all, I literally almost had sex one month before my one year sex, no sex anniversary. Literally, dude was naked on top of me. Naked on top of me, y'all. Y'all hear me? Penis right here, my vagina right here, y'all. Like it was about to go down. <laughs> And in the midst of it, I'm, I'm my dog ears. <laughs> and in the midst of it, I'm praying like, all right, you said that you will provide an escape. <laughs> I need you to provide an escape, Jesus, in my mind. And then when it was about to happen, the Holy Spirit literally said, get up. And I got up. And he was like, yo, what just happened? He was scared. <laughs> and I was like, did you not want that? What's going on? I'm so like, <laughs> But I said all that to say, like, yes, it's really hard. It's very, very hard. And you think it's going to be better, but it's not. So if you just stop, take a moment, find yourself and find what else fulfills you besides that, you about to change the game. Listen. You're going to change the game. Let's have we gonna change the game here. And then when you get married, yeah, listen. And you know, don't know what he got. And my husband don't know what he got coming. Can you understand? Because this, this is what I be doing. I be at the gym learning my back arches. Because I'm not kidding. I be like, let me see this arch. <laughs> I I get that back arch game down. Back I need arch to get strong. I need to get with you. I need to get it together. Strong. And then. And then I really be at once a week, I turn on a twerk song and just be in here twerking because I can't lose what I've been blessed with. I gotta know. <laughs> you know, I need to go horseback riding. I need to go horseback riding. I'm feeling very much. I just need to awaken things, make sure that I'm still good. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Make sure I can still literally get back on the saddle. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like riding a bike. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure you just don't get those skills. I'm pretty sure. So we don't went through our whole stories. We don't appreciate the people. So going back to this whole celibacy is trending. Outside of the spiritual conviction, because both of us, we became celibate because we have a close relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is, God required it of us anytime we try, because I've tried to, <laughs> to break celibacy. Yes, uh, I get blocked each and every time because it has been moments where I'm like, you know what? I ain't even got to wait to marriage. If someone is worthy, I'll give it to you. But they don't even be worthy. They just, they're dusty. They are duh and sty, okay? <laughs> it's it's two words. They dust 
and tea. Okay. <laughs> what are some practical things that you you feel are the pros of celibacy? Because I'm going to tell you what Psychology Today said was the reason why a lot of people were choosing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying the more internet increases, the less sex people are having because <laughs> a lot of people are online and they're awkward in person. So <laughs> ah. they can't really get out of that comfort zone of being online because of like social anxiety. I feel that. I can see that. Yeah. So that's one reason. Mm -hmm. Two, people aren't being like relationships are just not a thing, becoming not a thing anymore. Marriage is becoming like obsolete in a sense. Like people are just not wanting to choose that because of the world we live in. Although all of our favorite rappers that talk about sex is married. But (laughs) and and most of them not to thought boxes either. It's like wholesome. It's like, come on, man. But um, yeah. So a lot of people are just not in relationships, and when you, it's easier to be celibate, of course, when you're single. And that then, is. and is. then they're talking about money. They talk about people out here broke. Anybody trying to have sex? They're trying to get this. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I like, I like that reason. <laughs> Enjoy that reason. But they name like another other ones, but those were the ones like I think and understand as a person that's single. Cause some mm-hmm. of them was like kids and things of that nature. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing in them, so whatever. Nothing. What do you think are some practical reasons a person can or should choose celibacy? <clears throat> practical reasons? It's practical. Um I feel like If you really, if you really want, aside from, um, aside from spiritual conviction mm-hmm. and, and, and your relationship with God, if you really want a good, healthy relationship, and I'm not going to say that because there are people who aren't celibate, who, mm-hmm. are, you know, who didn't go this route, who, who right. have relationships. But if you want to, for those who are considering it, let's just mm-hmm. say who aren't opposed to celibacy it's a good way to weed out yeah we those who really only just want to have sex and you know get it off and and going on right you know it's a good way to to really weed those out that's the most practical that i see is that it, it, it has really helped me we that the ones who are not serious about commitment or commitment to me. Mm-hmm. That's celibacy has, has truly uh, <laughs> helped me in, in that. Yes. It's like bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I said it's like bye-bye-bye. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like legit. And I, I'm A-okay with that. I'm A-okay with that. And you just stop wasting your time. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Wasting your time on pointless relationships. Like, I don't know how many times someone has tried to hook me up. And for what? If I don't see myself marrying them, I don't really feel like entertaining. You just, your BS radar goes real high. Oh, it's very high. It, it goes, and you just, or it, you don't have the tolerance for you. Be, okay, there you go. You become more intentional. Yes, 
about your time and your energy. Who gets your time and who gets your energy? Because why am I wasting my time here? I say this all the time. It's hard to be woke. When you <laughs> when you get growing up, I used to always see the saying, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I never understood it until I understood it. Right. And a part of me understanding it was getting to the age now where I'm not an instant gratification type of person. Like I don't need it in order to function because a lot we live in a microwave society that people that need it to function. Now I understand why ignorance is bliss because when you you are basically starving yourself of pleasure, and that. <laughs> It's kind of like a level of like long suffering in a sense mm. because it's not comfortable and it's not blissful, but you're doing it for a reason for the greater goal. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to suffer for a little in order to get to the bigger goal where you can thrive. It's kind of like working out like you starve yourself. You work out hard so you can fit in that dress. You look good in that swimsuit. Right. Right. So ignorance is bliss is because when you are on the other side and you having sex and you just doing everything that the world is doing you don't real you're you're having fun like you don't realize there's nothing wrong with it but then when you become woke you like bro I ain't got time to be dealing with none of this and this is stupid I can't casual date anymore because you're stupid I'm not wasting my time because you're stupid like yo I'm not doing that it's not worth it like I'm not I'm this I'm not the girl that's about to go out with you for a free meal I can pay for my own Cause me, myself, and I, I prefer light dates because if I don't like you, I want to be able to get out of there quick. Meaning, my first date, let's go to a coffee shop because we can yeah. finish that coffee within 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And if I don't like you, I can get up out of there. But yeah, we at the restaurant, we waiting 30 no, minutes for the no, meal. No. I like to eat, so I don't know. No, let's go to some ice cream or something. I'm not about <laughs> I totally agree. Another practical thing I would say, um, one is just I, I have male friends who do like, like, uh, what is it? Dry November uh -huh. things of that nature, and they do it for focus. Mm -hmm. You yep. want to hone in on things, yep, and discipline yourself. A very practical wow. reason would be like that, yep. Be celibate, even if it's not for like a long period of time, but just to really focus in and like put everything down, especially for men. If you're trying to reach a goal or something, like put that down off the table yep. and focus in, get that discipline together. Yep. You're gonna reach that goal quicker. <laughs> you don't have you don't have to worry about you know who gonna get it when they right. gonna get it, how many times I'm gonna need to. And you don't have to deal with the, the issues of whoever with whoever you're giving it to at the time. The emotional, um, that's why a lot of the times I don't date because I, as a creative, I can't create if I'm emotionally drained. Like drained. Yep. I can't. Yep. So if I'm yep. arguing with somebody, raggedy, dusty son, I cannot. Raggedy, dusty so I would rather just put myself out of the game, focus on my focus, get what I need done, than be dealing with somebody raggedy, dusty son. 
So yes. Raggedy dusty. Yeah. dusty. Cause that's usually what I be dating and I'm trying to change that. I'm on right. a journey unlearning my type right now. So yeah, it's just not raggedy dusty. Another practical um thing about it, uh, I think I forgot. <laughs> then we covered it. <laughs> Focus that um what was another one? I don't know. I'm gonna have to write it in the notes at the bottom. Right, right. I feel like I'm missing one too. Huh? I feel like I'm missing one too. Yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, we we expressed a lot of things, and um, I can kind of understand. And I think it was crazy in the articles because you would think with such an over-sexualized society we live in, like back in the day, you would not see strippers on TV. You would not see penis flopped around or vagina flopped around especially on like network tv that's you what had to get cable the b-side of cable and i i was watching euphoria yeah. the other night and euphoria second season really shook me and i'm like i did not need to see that many naked penises because i wasn't expecting that um but again and, still like that's still what was it what does what that hbo out? But back in the day, even that HBO wasn't showing that unless it was HBO After Dark. Yeah, that, or the B side. Tip Drill was this big deal. Tip Drill could come on right now at at three p.m. Yeah, you could come on After Dark, and nobody could would think nothing of it. They were like, "Oh, this is a fire video." Yeah, but I'll it's, take you back even further, like early, early, early TV days. Like they weren't even sleeping in the same bed. Wow. Like, they wouldn't even have them in the same bed. Okay, I'm done. I'm just kind of probably showing my age. Oh, and no, no. Classics. But if you look at shows, let me give you I Love Lucy. Okay. Like early on, they weren't even sleeping in the same bed. Like back in the day, TV, they wouldn't have it. That you you wouldn't it wasn't that sexualized. But I'm, I'm gonna come on back this generation. Sorry. Um, oh, girl, you we got we got people. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like I would think more people would be having sex, but they were just saying like porn actually has a lot of people, and that's why a lot of these men is yes. trying too many things and thinking they want politic polygamy and threesomes when they can't even handle a pleasure with one woman. That'd be the confusing part for me. But <laughs> but yeah, right, you can't even make one happy. Like there was this one guy who tweeted, "Women don't." don't come that's impossible it's scientifically proven that they can't and i'm like if you've never made a woman come just say that <laughs> polo tink tink polo tink tink but yeah like so it's just like ridiculous but um but yeah i think um from the i love a good tiktok um just from the people on tiktok who've chosen it outside of the reason of like religious they're just tired like a lot of women are just tired of wasting their vagina yeah. on people who don't matter and who don't value them. Yep. So if you want to just take a break and you feeling drained, take the coochie off the table. Yep. You don't even have to be celibate. You can literally just be like, I'm not having sex until and just keep that to yourself. Cause like you said, you're you're able to weed out the people who are there for you and the people who are there for the vagina. So. You're stacking your numbers, and you ain't. What do you? What's what's your ROI? <laughs> what is your return on the investment? What's your ROI? What are you getting? And you stacking all your, you stacking these numbers up with, with with your partners, and they ain't really 
they ain't giving what needs to be given. No. And like, if you are a person who's just free and you enjoy having sex and it don't make you feel bad, do your thug business. I'm not saying nothing about that. I'm talking about people who are considering celibacy because when you start considering it, you didn't just blindly one day wake up and say, I want to be celibate. Something happened. That That's who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. Something happened. Yeah. And you're like, maybe I should take this sex thing off the table because it ain't doing nothing to help me. It's just hindering me. Yeah. And it's just no. Yeah. It's funny that you said the title of, of this episode is um, Celibacy uh, is the New Sex. I truly feel like celibacy is the new black. Oh. Like everybody wants to do it and it sounds good up until it's time to be it. Everybody yeah. want to be celibate until it's time to be celibate. Girl. Until it they want to wear the title, but they don't want to do it. Everybody want to be celibate until it gets down to the real, to them yeah. lonely nights come, to that yeah. nice looking neighbor, the nice looking neighbor come. The nice looking neighbor. To your ex sliding your DMs, hey big head. To yeah. you know, to Christmas, to the winter time, roll around cuffing season. Valentine's Day, right? Right. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Valentine's Day come around and you looking at everybody getting their flowers and balloons and their cards and their trips and their jewelries and yep. you looking at all of these relationship relationship goals. Everybody want to be celibate until time. <laughs> <laughs> really be in these streets going on eight years. Not <laughs> five years, dusty. <laughs> Busty. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and it and it and it is tough because it does affect dating. Because when you get to that level of celibacy where you actually are waiting for marriage, because you've mm -hmm. gone so long that you just don't see the value of waiting this long without a ring, mm -hmm. you just don't understand. It don't the math don't be mathing. <laughs> so it's like I've gone this long. So I can't entertain anything that doesn't lead to that. So you turn down so much. It's not that we can't get a date. Yeah. It's not that we can't like be in a relationship. Yeah. But it's just like that relationship would just be passing time. Right. Because listen, we get bored. We get tired. A lot of girls who started this journey with me and that ended up you know, having sex in relationships, they just got tired. I get it. I never judge them because I'm like, I too was trying to do that, but I keep getting blocked. <laughs> I just, I just keep getting blocked. Jesus you, just keep you, coming you in like a tumble with just. <laughs> so it gets hard. It, it really is oh, hard. Out here. I, know, I know some who've uh, given up and just like, <sighs> you know. This ain't for me no more. It's not. It is, it is not. I get it. I get it. Because it is not easy. It is not easy. Oh, it's not easy. And, and I'm not saying that it's not guys who don't, you know, want to do it. Or it's not guys who are willing to wait. There are guys who are on their own journey. Right. Um, But then also you realize, going back to the whole, you your blinders are off. You realize how emotionally unavailable a lot of men are. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily their fault because we live in this culture that's so misogynistic that they haven't been given the space. 
And I feel like we're in a time where that's being addressed. So I think the new thank generation. Thank, hmm? uh, thank God. Thank we're God. In a, in a space right now where men are getting their healing. Thank yes. Because when it get when he comes to me, I need him to be. I need him whole. I, I need him in therapy, at least have taken some therapy. I need him open emotionally. I need to him see men getting healthy. It's good yes. to see men addressing issues and really being open about what they're going through mentally, emotionally, yes. spiritually. It's good to see that, especially black men. Oh, it's so good to see. It's so it does my heart good. It's so incredible. See these men out here really finally doing the work. Yeah, doing um, the work. Because when you realize that when you take sex off the table, that emotional connection is needed. It yep. is needed faster than it would be if you were having sex. So you get to see like, oh, this man ain't ready. <laughs> it comes faster. Yeah. You're, you really connect Deeper and you, there's a more genuine connection when sex is off the table. Exactly. Like, because we're, we're not rushing in to get in, in the bed. Like, yeah, right. you, you you still may feel the fire. You still may have the attraction. And you, there's, it's okay to, you know, acknowledge that attraction. That's good. You want that attraction. <laughs> you want that attraction. But you get to really connect on a deeper level when sex is off the table. And Very I much love much. that. And you get to see that a lot of these men, they lean with their representatives and they're faking it. And a lot of it's just fluff because a lot of men to make you feel like they're emotionally available, they will tell you things they think you want to hear instead of actually listening to you and connect with you. So they'll become the guy they think that you want them to be. And that's not actually the guy that they are. Yeah, I've dealt with so many representatives again. Yep. As men throw everything at me because they're like, "I'm going to get these panties off her," and they don't. So, <laughs> so yes. it's just. Like, yep. uh, but I think um, we've talked about a lot. I feel like people can pull from this and get it. Do tell them about your documentary on YouTube. Healing me. My Healing Me documentary, yes. Um, if you look on... Send me the... Email me the link. Like the link. Yeah, send me the link and I'll put it at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll send you the link. Um, because if you type in Healing Me, ain't no telling what to come up. It'd probably be so much to come up. Uh, so yeah, I'll send you the link to the to the series. Yes, ma'am. So explain a little bit about what the series was talking about. Um... <laughs> So the series interviewed six people, including yourself, the lovely Ashley. Oh, here. Um, <laughs> interviewed um, six people, three men, three women, just um, touching on your healing, your journeys to healing and wholeness mm -hmm. and what that's looked like for everybody. And uh, when I approached it or when it came to me, it came after my movie. Um, I did a movie, Broken to Bride, that was loosely based on me. You know about it. And in my journey, and I kept getting a, a lot of the feedback I was getting, everybody was connecting, men and women mm -hmm. understood the journey and and um, that the character or that I went through. And so I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't know that men were going to connect with it. Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea that men would understand it like that. So that was great. So I was like, okay, I want to do an interview of men and women because I would love to see the aspect of a man as well who's going through their journey because they don't get that open form. This was before it just like blew up. <laughs> like 
all of a sudden everybody, which is great, everybody's going through it. But I wanted to see, I wanted to um, tell stories from men as a man's perspective as well to show what did you go through? How did you, uh, what was your cause of brokenness? How did you overcome it or how are you overcoming it? It's like a each each one heal one, each one teach one type thing. Yeah. Like what did you do so that, that other people can pull from um, or be inspired by your story and pull from what you use, your tools? What are your tools? And that was kind of the idea or the purpose of it. And everybody gave great interviews on, you know, what you guys' journeys were and what caused the initial brokenness. And how you you're dealing with it, how you dealt with it, and what your your um, not uh, perspective is on on therapy, how therapy has helped, or if anyone is in therapy and, and things like that. So that was the gist of the series in in a nutshell. And I, I really I learned a lot from it because I learned that all of us, even men men and women, and as many women and men that I I, I did, what the six of you everybody's um, brokenness kind of still stemmed from um, childhood. Like, of course, everybody's issues stem from, stem from childhood traumas, but it was interesting the, the absent father that was in everybody's story or the, the father issues, daddy mm-hmm. issues that was in everybody's story. So I learned a lot from that on how connected we are. We, may, we all have our own journeys and our own stories, but how similar and how yeah. um, generationally broken it was. Yeah. How um, I did one one of the episodes was just everybody coming, um, everybody talking about the the pattern of of um, the stigma of therapy in the yeah. black household, and everybody literally had the same upbringing. What happens in this household stays in this household, so nobody was ever getting um, getting help. So. That um, was enlightening. I knew that it was in my household. Like, goes on this household, stays in this house. But I, that's like a general. That's like a the, the black household monster. Right. right. So that was it. Was very interesting, eye opening for me. Even just putting it together was eye opening. So that was healing me in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. So if you um, are listening to this, go to the YouTube video, and then you get to see the links underneath. So you can get this. Um, let them know how to follow you on social media. Oh, <laughs> oh girl, I'm trying to remember. So IG, I'm on IG and mm-hmm. Facebook mainly. Um, right. I don't. I couldn't even remember what my Twitter is. Honestly, sorry. But I'm on IG and Facebook mainly, and they are Raquel Grant. Yeah, you see it. I'll put it in the description. If you listen and look at the description. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Listen, that camera <laughs> is like, oh wait, wait, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been brilliant and amazing. Anything you want to say, leave the people with. You don't have to. <laughs> I think I laid it all on the table. We did. We did. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. This was a, a really good conversation. That gave me a, a reason to be cute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, girl. You too, boo. Bye. Bye. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. 
Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Bravo. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.